Hello and welcome to the Morning Skate Podcast. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell to go through April 29th, Thursday, 10-game NHL Daily Fantasy League. DJ, how you doing, my man? I'm doing good. It's uh, it's Thursday. I mean, we're, we're here. We're live. We got 10 games. I was kind of surprised. It was so, I felt like it was a lot of games on Wednesday night. So when I looked at the 10 games tomorrow, I was like, whoa, that's... I guess they're really trying to jam in as many as they can to finish the year. So good for us. Good for the people playing. Uh, so yeah, pretty good NFL draft tomorrow too. Uh, if you're, if you haven't already, the uh, NFL draft drinking game is just going to be electric. Everyone's doing it. It's uh, not been sponsored yet by Budweiser or Bud Light uh, or really any uh, beer source, but you know, we're still looking. So uh, yeah, no, if you own a beer company and you want to sponsor it, uh, I will charge you $0. Yeah, no, um, that's uh, yeah. Please reach out. Um, yeah, no, I mean, just going off of that, I uh, could have used the beer on a Tuesday night. That's for damn sure. Um, so first big shout out to S Craig, um, 14 in our discord. Um, I, Scott, I'm almost certain it's Scott, but, uh, yeah, our, yeah, our boy Scott, um, he took down the $38 qualifier to the three stars of the night contest. Um, we had a pretty big MSP showing in there, uh, recent, you know, recent newbie, uh, Clary was third and I was in second. Um, you know, it was a real close sweat right down to the end. I just couldn't get the bonus I needed from Dougie or Tavo. Um, and you know, uh, Scott with his Nino light or last goal of the night ended up taking it down. Um, so it was one hell of a sweat. Um, obviously I was pretty disappointed by the outcome, but at least it went to a good home. He's actually playing in the 3K sort of three stars of the night tournament right now. So uh, definitely sweating that alongside him. Uh, he's currently leading. So we'll see. We'll see if that holds. Um, but, you know, just another reason to be in the Discord because when your night's not going so well, you just pop in the Discord and maybe there's someone who you can sweat alongside. And when it's your turn to take down a tournament, We'll be there with you as well. Um, so all that to say, you know, Tuesday was, I think, a pretty good night. It's just as far as the, the spots to target, um, you know, reacting to the late news. For example, like I was on Carolina 2 until Tavo Teravainen was back in the lineup. And then I was like, well, they're the same price. And, you know, um, it, it was actually, I think, about the same ownership, but it was, I mean, obviously way better. So I was happy to, you know, happy with their process, happy with the results there. Um, and yeah, you know, just, just a lot of good stuff, I think, just as far as the players. Um, so yeah, I mean, any, anything else you wanted to mention from Tuesday? I know we have a lot of the same teams going again, um, but with some new matchups, so we don't really need to focus too much, I think on Tuesday's action. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's I think there's a lot of new, I mean, how many, how many rematches are, are there? One? Uh, I can only think of one. Yeah, you are very yeah, right. right. Philly, There's New Jersey. One, yeah, one yep. from two. So, yeah, I'm not that. Yeah, yep. we could just sort of start like it's not even there. I mean, the Philly, New Jersey game is of note, but we'll we'll get to it. There's 10 games. I mean, we'll try to get you. I mean, I, I, I guessing this late will be uh, maybe a little bit underappreciated or under, you know, valued with the NFL draft and everything. People might just like be taking a, taking a fade, but 10 games at north end of the year, people will be playing too. Who knows? Who cares? Let's do it. Yeah, so uh, 10 games on the docket. We have Buffalo at Boston. Um, Buffalo, you know, with their newfound pace being a likely target both ends of the ice, which is kind of new. Um, we have Philly at New Jersey. 
the game wasn't pretty, but it ended up hitting 10 goals um, on Tuesday. So, you know, certainly could see that happen again. We do have the Islanders taking on the Rangers. Um, the Islanders really falling flat against the Capitals, losing one nothing. Uh, the Rangers taking care of business against Buffalo as they continue their uh, march toward fifth place. You know, they sort of have an outside shot at the playoffs, but it's very unlikely at this point. So, um, you know, anyway, Rangers are playing pretty well. We have Pittsburgh at Washington. Uh, a couple key notes here is that Ovechkin sounds like he will be out another game. Um, but it seems like he could play this weekend or maybe even Thursday. And then it also seems like we'll get Evgeny Malkin back into the lineup for Pittsburgh, which, you know, shifts around guys like Jared McCann. Um, and we'll see what they actually do with their lineup should he suit up. Um, but that's the way it looks as of Wednesday night. So just keep an eye on that situation because we could see some things change. Next up, we have Detroit at Carolina. As we mentioned, Carolina did welcome back Teravainen on Tuesday night, so expect that to sort of remain as it was on Tuesday. Um, and then Dallas at Tampa, um, you know, Rupe Hintz played in a back-to-back, so would expect him to play again, but always a situation you got to keep an eye out on. Um, let's see, 7.30 games. We have Vancouver at Toronto. That, that game's actually uh, – Toronto's not even done yet, and Vancouver played and lost to Ottawa, so – would expect some pretty major shakeups on the Vancouver side. And then obviously any you know injury or other notes from Toronto will have to keep updated on throughout the day on Thursday. Three games left. We have Florida at Chicago, Sam Bennett, Barkov, the story of worlds, putting up a bajillion shots against UC Saros um, and Chicago coming off of giving up seven goals to Tampa. Certainly seems like, uh, you know, some, some firepower right there. Next, we have St. Louis at Minnesota, a rematch of Wednesday night's matchup. Uh, Minnesota for the 22nd consecutive game uh, when uh, it did, got outshot by their opponents, and they actually lost this time. They could not ride their PDO bender another day. Um, they really blew that one, so we'll see how that game fares on Thursday night. Then last up, we have Calgary taking on a back-to-back Edmonton team. Uh, 9 o'clock start, so technically a late hammer, still a bit early in the night, 9 o'clock. Um, but obviously Edmonton has McDavid's. So we'll see what shakes out on Wednesday night and then Calgary, you know, they're nothing, nothing of note there. So DJ, um, I kind of took a bit longer to go game by game, mentioning news than normal, um, but anything that you find, you know, compelling or interesting here, just looking at the matchups. Uh, I mean, I, I, I do feel like at this point in the year, we're, we're to the point where we kind of understand where the pricing is going to sit um, with 10 games and, you know, a lot of the big guns, it's going to have to be really pick and choose. I mean, there's what, six, five centers, five centers above 8K. Um, there's five wingers above 8K. Uh, it's going to be a lot of, you know, I think a lot of not worrying about ownership literally at all. Just don't even consider it at all because, Anything you do is going to end up being unique in some capacity. Unless if you, I, I can't even think of a way not to. Um, right now, there is only there's a six and a half, uh, two two six and a halves. That would be the Flyers at Devils and the Panthers at Blackhawks. Um, those are games I'm definitely going to be getting some pieces of because the Flyers Devils game I think ends up with a good amount of value. Um, but we'll we'll kind of get to everything. You know, we, uh, we'll just kind of go as we go. But yeah, I, I do think that there's there's a fair amount of meat on the bone with the six and a halves that like, again, I'm not worried about ownership. So let's get pieces. Um, 
So why don't we start right at center? Like I mentioned, there's a lot of guys that are, but we'll, we'll just do all the guys above 7K. Um, that's Matthews, McDavid, Zabinijad, Dreisaitl, Barkov, Bergeron, Crosby, and Tavares. So yeah, um, we have a lot of teams on back-to-backs with um, Toronto, Edmonton there. We have Boston against the Sabres who have just, I guess, committed to giving up 40 shots on goal a game. Um, and then, like I said, the six and a half includes that Barkov. So what are you thinking here? Is there anyone that stands out to you? Anyone that you're kind of not considering as much or what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I think for me, the obvious candidate to just sort of uh, pass on is Zabinijad, 8,300. Um, you know, we know the Islanders haven't quite been as vaunted defensively as, you know, we would like, but we're talking Barkov in the absolute nut matchup cheaper than him. And then two studs at the position and Matthews, who is just on a ridiculous goal scoring pace now, um, you know, he's putting up the shot bonus every night. He's basically scoring a goal every night. Oh yeah. And he gets to play Vancouver, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, so I think that that's, you know, a, a very great spot. And then obviously McDavid, um, I think McDavid is even probably below Matthews and Barkov for me, um, but he and Drysaddle are both here. And I do like both of them more than Zabinijad as well. Um, I, I don't think I'm touching either Bergeron, Crosby, or Tavares. Um, I just don't really think there's enough value in their prices. Um, and that's just because of how consistently elite these other guys are. Nothing against the other guys' upside. Um, but I think that those guys are more, you know, mass multi-entry, take a stand on one of them rather than like play all of them in sprinkles. I would just take a stand and get like 25% if you like one of those uh, higher ceiling, but definitely lower floor type guys. Um, so that's kind of where I'm leaning at the top of center. Uh, do you agree with me? Are you seeing anything cheaper, you know, the mid tier that you're liking? I mean, I do think I'll probably land on one of these guys and, and I, I'm kind of thinking tomorrow's going to be more of my, uh, one lineup to rule them all i don't just 10 games i actually have a really really busy thursday outside of uh doing DraftKings, so i'm going to be probably just doing one lineup and entering in a bunch of stuff and i really think barkov is going to make the cup for me um just the model of consistency and points and just i think it's a little bit undervalued and a really really good matchup um so i think that yeah and you know like the Florida Panthers, the Hurricanes, and the Lightning all made the playoffs, but they're all fighting to be in that first spot. Um, it's going to be a really coveted position. I think they all know what's, what's on the line there. So I, I, you know, I'm not really worried about them clinching the playoffs being any sort of a hindrance. So I have you know him a little above the rest price considered. Uh, I, I do think that you know when it push comes to shove, I could end up throwing in Matthews just because uh, 9,200, he's, he's coming off a pretty good night on Wednesday, but – those are kind of the top two for me. And then I, I'm going to get cheaper for sure. And I, you know, I think the next guy, are you ready to just keep going or? Yeah, no, I was, I was actually going to rag you a little bit. Cause you know, you have a busy day on Thursday. Um, you're sitting here posting a drinking game for the NFL draft on Twitter. So I, I mean, I know you've got a busy day to prepare for that. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's part, honestly, like, it's funny because like <laughs> I'm including that in like the schedule of things. Cause I actually, I was talking to my buddy and he was like, I feel like you're really like harping this. Like it's like a big deal. And I'm like, well, we have at least five times as many people filling it out as last year because I was the only one last year. I just like did it like on a whim because it was like COVID had started pretty much. Like, yeah, at that point. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, like, yep. guess I'll, uh, guess I'll do something stupid. I'm bored. Cause it was, <laughs> it was over the summer. Like, right. Cause yeah. Yeah. All that. Yeah. And I remember I was in Florida. So I guess, yeah, the, the things you're bringing. Uh, yeah. If you want to get in on this at all, just DM me and I'll send you the template. It's, 
I put I put the marble grease into the template. It looks good. Yeah, no, you're right. It was it was sorry, I was I was wrong. It wasn't over the summer. It was in the spring, but it was right before I came back from Florida um to, yeah, to Philly yeah, yeah. like in early May. So, so right yeah, about this it's, time. Uh, basically it, the, the, it's the absolute value of the actual pick and the um yeah. projected pick. And then you drink for those many seconds. Yeah, I uh, I might just find like my uh my favorite um I might just find my favorite mock draft and just use that rather than like do my own, but I do love the concept. It sounds like a great way to, uh, yeah. you know, swat, swat out the if draft. If the right person did this, like, I don't know who the right, I was trying to think who the, the right person be to like actually hold this contest. It would, like, I, yeah. Honestly, I think it would like in reality be like Barstool <laughs> yeah. Bighead or something. Like I know I'm not really, Probably. Big, yeah. I don't really like, I, I, I think that he's pretty funny, but I don't really care. But like if one of them did it, like, it would be huge like and i just think you're like putting elbow grease into this and like no, no one's gonna do it but anyways yeah. back to center um yeah no the, the next guy after the 7k range are you, are you good getting cheaper now i mean the i'm good i'm good yeah yeah yeah. you know Vinny trocheck uh you know in a really good spot he comes out and puts in a zero up in the five to one one over dallas like are you considering going back against detroit at all are you kind of stuck on the aho line being a you know like good amount yeah well i mean it depends how, how much but what you play exactly but um you know the aho special offline kind of exploded last game even though you know so what do, what do you think of i mean carolina in general i feel like its own conversation because they're a decent value against detroit at home so. yeah you know it, it's the reason that i sh- so again i pivoted to the carolina first line over the second line um, you know, after finding out the Teravinen news on, you know, on Tuesday was that it's just a static third guy on that line. We know it's going to be Teravinen and that Aho and Svechnikov are going to play together on the top power play. Um, Carolina's power play has been so good this year that I just, I, I think that's where I want to get my exposure. So I certainly could see like a mini stack of Trocek and Dougie working out. But if I'm playing a full line from Carolina, given the fact that Tara Vine is only 4K, I mean, Tara Vine is a guy who, when he was, you know, at his full health or whatever, he's a 5K player. And yeah, he's not going to put up the same sort of shot numbers that a guy like uh, Svechnikov and uh, even Aho will. Um, but he does have that sort of upside, even if he's not on the top power play. So I just think when, when you consider the salaries are basically equal between the two lines um i'm just starting with the first line i'm not getting cute again there's 10 games i'm going to find other ways to be different um so for that reason i think i'm out on trocheck but i certainly get the you know the, the merit um but i think one name looking beyond sebastian Aho, who of course i like um who could very much be in play is elias lindholm and he probably will go into the radar but he has goals in six of his last seven games um, like he's just putting up crazy good numbers right now. Um, and he's doing it, you know, at both ends of the ice. Like he's one of those guys who is responsible both ways to going against this Edmonton team that like they've played better. Uh, you know, I'll admit it. They're not as bad defensively as they were, um, but they're on a back to back Calgary's well rested here. I think that Lindholm could be like a really sneaky piece. You get him with a cheap, um, you get him with a cheap Matthew Kachuk at 5,400. You throw in like Mark Giordano or something, who's just one of those monster four defensemen with, you know, decent ceilings. I'm not saying I'm going there like in one lineup, but I do think he's the name here that just sort of stands out to me given his recent play and, you know, just, just the matchup and everything else. 
Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I think there's a lot of goodness in this mid tier for sure. Of like, uh, like just every like play feels like a good pivot. I don't, I don't know what it is about it. Um, uh, I mean, I definitely am on Rupe hints against Tampa. Um, you know, I think Dallas has a lot to play for and they went 11 and seven and I'm kind of hoping they keep that. Um, you know, they lost five to one, so maybe they won't, but if they keep that 11 and seven and, and, you know, injuries, and obviously you never know with hints if he's going to be out there or not, but, um, I, I definitely think that he could be a really sneaky, really high upside play against Tampa who has given up a, a, a pretty decent amount defensively. Um, you know, last time out, they ended up giving up a four to Chicago. And I just think that it's going to be like sub, but how, what do you think the ownership on like hints, Robertson, um, Klingberg, where your high skin would be. Four, four yeah, percent maybe like, like just yeah. Yeah, and I think the upside is just through the roof. Honestly, it's it's good. Heiskin is a fair price. Klingberg is gone pretty down in value to fifty five hundred. He hasn't had any like big games lately, but you know, I think that that line could could pump four. Honestly, like on, on Tampa, um, and, and win a GPP, and like that's kind of one angle that I'm going to end up t- looking at. And then other than that, uh, I mean, like I said, I think I think a lineup of like Barkov, Hints, uh, Robertson, and, and getting a couple pieces of Florida, like that's could it be what the lineup ends up being for me? Um, but we can get cheaper unless there's anyone else you want to mention here. Uh, no, not, not necessarily. You know, I, I think we know at this point who the correlation pieces are and everything else. Uh, shout out to Sam Reinhardt scoring yet again. Um, just, yeah. I mean, just, just owning worlds right now. He's got nine goals in his last 10 games. That's, that's an awesome Matthews type pace. Um, More than I have. I, I, yeah, I mean, so, you know, you could bet on that sort of thing, but let's get down to Jack Hughes. Um, yeah, yeah. The Q, this is the Hughes Barzell range. I mean, this is like, that's the range here. Uh, I mean, the Rangers, they, they definitely give up a lot defensively. The Sabres put up a ton of shots. And we got, you know, Barzell here playing with Pulock on the power play. Pulock, 21 minutes, 3,900. If we get note that Dobbin, or word that Dobson's out, which, who knows if they got shut out, like they might make a change. I could be enticed. I could be real enticed here to end up jamming in him. But then again, Jack Hughes, one of the best rate shooters in the league in the past 10 games, um, playing in a six and a half over under 4,900. Now he had, he had a, no, he, he had two assists, but he didn't have his, he didn't hit his shot prop for the first time in like a month. Um, so yeah, I think this, this is like two really strong plays here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, of course those are definitely in, uh, compete, you know, when compared to a Sam Bennett who, you know, <laughs> um, he had a three point game last time out and he's hit the shot bonus in the two games before that, like Sam Bennett 4,100 is clearly mispriced still. Um, so I, you know, I don't think we're sitting here arguing that Sam Bennett's not like the lock and load value option at center. Um, but just some other guys to keep in mind, definitely, uh, Jack Hughes is one of them. Um, we could see Jordan Stahl follow up on his amazing game. You know, he's got a role in that Carolina power play. Like we mentioned, the power play is really clicking. Of course, we saw his absolute ceiling, but his price went down from 4,400 after putting up 35 and a half DraftKings points. He went down 400 bucks and they're going against Detroit now. So uh, that's pretty, that's pretty convincing as well for me. Um, definitely a night where I could see myself playing, you know, three centers. Because, I mean, Sean Monaghan, sub 4K, yeah, he's been not great lately, but he's actually been showing some signs of life. He got himself back onto a line with Johnny Gaudreau, um, also was playing on the top power play last game. 
with Gaudreau, Lindholm, Manjapani, and Giordano. So obviously without Matthew Kachuk, that's a bit of a change, but um, Monaghan, Manjapani, Gaudreau, pretty interesting as well. And then Lindholm, you know, in his own right, is certainly a, a valuable player, but um, that Calgary line is very cheap if you want to go to the Monaghan streets. Any of these like punt def- or, geez, centers stand out in any way? Um, I mean, I eh, a little, a little maybe, but no one that's like off the charts. Like Middlestead still continues to be good. He's cheap. Like I don't love the Sabers upside in that one. Like I just that game just doesn't seem like it's going to be a, a super high scoring affair. But who knows? Um, other than that, yeah, I'm I'm just not punting here. Uh, there's just too much value on the table. Like if you go upper priced, you could just so easily you could like do Bennett Tippett Huberdo. Yeah. Like they went nuclear last game. And they're not, I guess, with that lineup. Like, there, there's so many ways to go that I think it just has such better upside in GPP that I just wouldn't, like, think I'm going to end up needing to go with this. Like, that Huberto, um, Tippett. Tippett's minimum salary, Huberto's 59, and Bennett's 41. I, I mean, like, again, like you, just, you just don't need to go with a punt at center. Yeah, we'll um, we'll, we'll talk about the, the depth of Florida wingers uh, when we get over there, but certainly you know that that's definitely a good call out um one punt center that you could chase is robert thomas he ended the game playing with kairu and mike hoffman and you know um hoffman erupted he had three points he had the shot bonus and of course thomas is not on that top power play unit but thomas is 2500 um he has uh yeah he had a two-point game against minnesota he scored a goal last time out against colorado and then the what three four games ago now against Minnesota, he did have two assists. So we're talking three of his last four games. He's gone for at least 10 DraftKings points. He's playing with Mike Hoffman, who you love to get Mike Hoffman when he's on a goal scoring streak because he can do that. Um, so I think he's probably only 2.5 type center that I would consider. Um, but I think he's a good play, you know, if, if you, you price considered, of course, but he's a good play if you need a 2.5 K guy in your util or whatever. Um to chase some of that ceiling. So let's move on over to the top of wing where, like we said, we're expecting Ovechkin not to play. Should he suit up? He's probably among the top projected. I mean, he's probably the top projection for me. Um, like the top guy I want a piece of like Panarin. Yeah. Pasternak. He showed up a bit yesterday. Uh, yeah. Last time out, putting up six shots on goal, picking up an assist, but I don't know if there's like that actual Matthews McDavid type upside lurking in him right now. Um, if we see it against the Sabres, we see it. He's been point per game versus them, two goals, four assists in six games, little under four shots per game in those six games. So there's like, it's arguable that he's a good play at 8,200, but I'm probably going elsewhere. Um, I don't know about you though. Like anyone at the top here that you wanted to talk about for a bit? I mean, really the only player I'm considering is Pasternak. So like the minutes haven't been great, but I mean, I think he'll have at least six or seven shots on goal here. So yeah, yeah I think he has the slate breaking upside that you want. And I, like, I just don't see myself getting Matthews Marner in the lineup. It, it's real tough here. Uh, I mean, Vancouver gives up a lot against, and, and I do think that game has, the potential to be like your slate winner, but it always does. And it's really, really expensive. And I just want to spend it elsewhere. Um, the I'm not paying Panarin at that price against Islanders. Like call me a fish. I don't care. Uh, and then Marshan just doesn't really shoot. So I think Pasternak, again, he's not a 
perfect solo play. Like you could play the whole line and just hope that Boston just crushes the rookie goalie uh, on a back-to-back and Uko Pekalukin in. Um, it, there's validity to it, but I'm, you know, I'm thinking Pasternak might be a one-off for me in some capacity. And then the rest, I'm, you know, I'm probably getting down below 7K for anyone else because I'm not playing Chicago at that price against Florida, even though I think it's a good play. Like I really think Chicago one is a good play, but it's so incredibly expensive that like, I can't talk myself into it. The rate shooting for Kane and to bring it like to bring it, it's kind of like all over the map. And, um, you know, while it's, it's good, it's like, they got to have a bunch of goals together and I don't know, just doesn't feel great. So I'm probably getting cheaper. Um, like just wing. imagine spending seventy two hundred for Pavel Buchnevich. Uh, yeah, I know. Not like, the first power play. Like <laughs> he could literally be four K and not be in play for me. Yeah. Like I mean, I, it's just like I yeah. would almost rather straight up play Lafreniere and price not considered. Like just because, like, I, like it's definitely arguable. I think between Lafreniere and Buchnevich, I guess Buchnevich gets the. Uh, the, the, the PK time and defensive minutes that, you know, aren't there, but like literally 7,200 is obnoxious. I just wanted to point that out because it is very funny to me. Um, yeah. I like you. I'm probably going cheap at the position. Like I, I just don't really think there's much at the top that I'm totally afraid of. Like, of course, if you want to stack it up, feel free. Uh, Mitch Marner, you know, that type of thing, go for it. Um, but as far as like one-off plays, Probably the first guy that I'm even considering is Nylander. Um, and not even as like a one-off play because I'm probably playing Matthews. But like Nylander, I think, is probably your best value above 6K just per point per dollar. So I will just, you know, I will consider him. I'll consider guys cheaper than Nylander. Uh, but Nylander is just coming off of a ridiculous run of form. He's been very, very good. Um yeah, they're playing a back-to-back, but Toronto is pretty well-rested. Like they hadn't played since Saturday. And, you know, they, they didn't play Sunday, they didn't play Monday, they didn't play Tuesday. So it's not like they're going to be dead tired or anything. So um, that's sort of why I think the Toronto stacks are still, uh, you know, I'm not worried about the schedule or anything like that there. Uh, anyone else in like the 6K range you think has like slate winning upside? Like I mentioned, I think I'll have some hints in Robertson. So that's there. I'll have yeah. some Huberdo, I, I think. I mean, it's just like he has that six shot on goal, five point game, and it, it feels really point chasey. But I, I just love Florida in this matchup, so I'm, I am going to consider him. I mean, he's beyond a point of game player that is on a line that's just dominant right now uh, in a really soft, I'd say, soft matchup against Chicago's defense. So I'll have some of that. Um, after that, yeah, I, I'm probably getting a bit cheaper. Um, in, in the 5K range, there's a lot of good options. I think that the Philadelphia Flyers have like, the overwhelming amount of just like 5k wingers that you have to pick from. Um, if you look at the flyers roster right now, they have what, four guys in the 5k range, Giroux, J, uh, JVR, Boracek, Konechny, all of them kind of correlate in different capacities. That first line with uh, Giroux and Guterrier is going to see a lot of the minutes at five on five. They saw a ton of minutes against the devils in the, in the six to four loss. They correlate on the power play. So it makes a lot of sense. All, th- all three of them with Voracek as well. I don't know if mm-hmm. I bet, but all three of them in cor- the power play with Provorov. Then, yeah, on the other side, you get the Konechny Therabee, which uh, correlated with Sanheim on the power play. So more of your, your value stack, like I mentioned last time. But in the six and a half, I think it's definitely, there's meat on the bone there. Like you could definitely talk me into it. Uh, it's going to be hard to ignore Sebastian Koff, even if, if you don't play him with Ajo. 
first power play against Detroit, an extremely good rate shooter playing against his brother. Not that that really matters, but just mentioning <laughs> it again. Uh, and then Matt, the Chuck, as you already mentioned, Nate Chaus, if you're playing um, Trocheck, even though he's not in the first yeah, power play, um, he's been decently cold. Like it's Detroit. So yeah, that, that yeah, personal yeah. reminder that Matt Kachuk was actually pulled off of the top power play for Manjapani does kind of sway me away from him in Linton yeah. just because that other line is so cheap. I mean, both Manjapani and Monaghan are sub 4K. I think that would be how I prefer to attack Calgary if I'm doing it. But, um, you know, the other plays I think I'm definitely here for. The Drew thing is real interesting because if you had asked me this last week, I'd be like, yeah, man, he's just, he's dead. Like at this time last week, he was literally putting up like a shot a game and that was it. And now he has four games in a row where he has six shots, three shots, four shots, five shots, uh, picked up three goals in the last two games against New Jersey. Obviously the same matchup here, 20 minutes. So it does feel like it's sort of like vintage Giroux and getting him sub 6K is very, very interesting. Um, don't overlook Andre Pallad, of course, because the Alex Barriboule train will still be, you know, just hanging out. Of course, it's not quite as good a matchup playing against Dallas, but they're back at home. Um, Boulay had another insane game, uh, six shots on goal, scored a goal. So they're they're still continuing to set him up and everything else. So Plot definitely goes with him. Um, but Boulay is also a good one-off play if you want to do that. Um, and Jonathan Huberto, I mean, what more is there to say? He put up five points, six shots on goal. I actually had him in a lineup that uh, had Washington one in it. And that finished in like fifth or sixth or seventh or something in that qualifier. So it wasn't my second place team that I had Huberto on, but I did have him on a pretty fire team. And, um, you know, of course, having Washington one felt real good when Daniel Sprung scored the first goal at 707 and no other goals happened until like eight o'clock. Um, but, you know, Washington one didn't do anything from there. So that kind of sank my battleship. But Huberto just, crazy upside right now you could definitely play a florida onslaught and expect good value to be made there in my opinion so um svechikov lock it in feel free but i want to get cheaper than that down to a mike hoffman at 4600 look the minutes haven't been there for him but when you've got a guy like mike hoffman who is just being set up on the power play to unload I think you got to consider it again. Minnesota has been outshot in 22 straight games. This is not a matter of volume. <laughs> if, if Hoffman gets an opportunity, he will take it. And Minnesota is giving up oodles and oodles of opportunities right now. They might not be the most dangerous opportunities, but all Mike Hoffman needs is a sliver and he will pick that corner. So even though the price is up, I think that Mike Hoffman is a a really, really strong play at 4,600, even without a top six role. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit points chasey, but I'm frankly sick of missing out on Mike Hoffman nights. Yeah, I mean, he's your boy. He, he's your golden child. Uh, if you win the slate, you got to get a Mike Hoffman jersey. That's the commit you need to make right now. Um, the other note from last game, uh, kind of last minute-ish, you know, we get the Anthony Duclair playing with Barkov. It's just, the, again, he, him and, and Yandel are, are the pendulums. Like, <laughs> one game, Duclair sees, like, four seconds of ice time, zero shots. And then the next game, he's back with Barkov, uh, seeing a massive role. Uh, they, they get a big win. So he was out there in the first power play with Barkov on five-on-five. On five. 
it's it's pretty you know there's a lot a lot there if you're playing park off it's duclair night you know i think you just you just want to lock that in maybe um mm-hmm. they weren't that the you know well, Bark, oh, actually duclair did score in the power play sorry i almost said he didn't score but he did score so yeah no it, it makes a ton of sense he has had rate shooting in the past yep i don't you're, you're somewhat relying on a goal from him like i doubt he has a shot bonus maybe yeah but gusev is the new duclair basically yeah, <laughs> so like yeah, duclair they, they just declares to new Verhage. so it's like hey uh he's like better now because apparently relative to gusev declares like this offensively reliable guy who you can play alongside barkov so i definitely like that idea a lot yeah. those two guys i think are going to be like my main pieces up here at the top uh, or in the middle of the wing position so as we get down to some punts i don't really see much in like the upper three k's that i'm all that interested in um I think you can take stabs at a guy like Manjapani. I'm more interested in him on a stacking type basis. I think Manjapani does have some of the historical shot rates that I like, um, but I don't actually recall offhand. I don't have it in front of me. And frankly, you know, it's it's Barry Boulay at 3,400 is going to be your punt du jour. Um, of course, if you want to get cute like me and jam in, you know, uh, Daniel Sprong, feel free, but uh, Barry Boulay is probably just the best play and you can get different elsewhere and you know have a pretty good time doing so yeah. so uh, that's one, really one thing that yeah, we, I, we i think we we brushed on it but taper teravine was back yep. with Aho, Sveshnikov, 4k just 4k we didn't quite get to that price yet yep um, um so if you're playing teravine and you're playing you know you're playing aho and or Sveshnikov with him he's not a one-off piece but definitely i do like that call the other thing, and and I'm I don't I think honestly I'm not positive on this, and I don't know if it's gonna stick. Um, I know Tage Thompson got first power play run. Um, Cousins did fight. He though. did. He Cousins got into a fight. Yep, been in the happened. box for it, so I think that was the case. So just want to, if you see that, don't think we missed it. Like I was watching. Huh. I I'm back to watching the Sabers, and um, but Tage Thompson had the you know back to back four shot on goal games just one off on the, you know, so if we get some confirmation that for some reason they liked that, I don't know, they scored, you know, like maybe they're like, Hey, screw it. Like this is cool. Uh, let's keep it. Like, I don't know. He's fine there. Yeah, for um, sure. Um, but that was the only other guy I had. Like you already mentioned Lafreniere, Maggiapani, Barry Boulay, uh, minimum salary, Denisenko and Tippett. Denisenko played with Barkov and Duclair. Um, Tippett, like I already mentioned, plays on that very cheap Florida line with Bennett and uh, Huberto. Yeah, so the, you know, Barkov. Crazy. Last game. What will he finish with? Tippett, I, he went like for a million points. He had, what, 28.5 points, eight shots on goal and a goal and assist. Just stupid. Yeah, he didn't even get power play time, though, which is a bit concerning. Four, 14 minutes. Yep. Eight shots yep. on goal. Yeah, no power play time, each shots on goal. Like, that is how bad Nashville is. Um, if you're playing him, are you just blocking Huberdeau then? Thinking, like... Yeah, you. if you're playing Tippett, you're absolutely playing um, Huberdeau and Bennett. And I think I think that's a good stack, for sure. Um, but do note that Tippett didn't even get power play time. So, it's a bit dicey, in my opinion. Um, of course, you know, I, I still think Daniel Sprong is a great play. If Ovi's not suiting up, like at some point the caps are going to have to come from behind right like i mean of course you're not going to use kuznetsov tom wilson and sprong when you're uh or when you're ahead as much as you're going to use your more defensively oriented guys but sprong is only scored in two straight games 
you know, both games without Ovi and he's back down at 2,700. Like, I mean, he's a guy who historically has been an incredible shooter. And when he's playing on, you know, with Kuznetsov, if this game becomes a shootout, I think that's wrong, you know, gets involved. So he's the guy I will probably go back to. I might not go all in again. <laughs> um, you know, it, it worked, but of course, if I, you know, I had the money for Bari Boule in that lineup and didn't take it. And of course I, you know, didn't get the seat. So it's just like one of those things, coulda, shoulda, woulda. Um, but yeah. Sprong is definitely the same idea, like a, a great leverage play, a guy who can definitely outscore Bari Boule. Um, you know, if, if things don't go right in Tampa. So that's about it at Wang. Uh, do you want to talk about the top of the defense position here? So the Norris winner, Adam Fox, 7,200. Dougie Hamilton, 69, nice hundred. Hedman, 67. Nurse, 64. Carlson, 63. Provorov, Giordano and Barry all rounding up the above 6K range of defensemen that I mean, Hamilton, I think is very, very strong against Detroit, no matter who you want to take from Carolina on that first power play, or even, you know, ah, probably just the first power play guys. It, it's strong. It's good. It's great. I'm probably not playing Fox, Hedman, um, Nurse, or Carlson. Provorov, you know, he kind of dudded on Tuesday night. Uh, wasn't a complete, complete dud, but, you know, 4.3 for him just is definitely not going to get it done. Uh, but I could definitely go back to it here. Um, 6,200. Still a good play. I have no problem with it. So those are the, kind of the top two for me here. Yep. Um, and then I'm going to get cheaper. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think at the top, I'm basically playing Dougie and no one else. Um, this does not feel like a slate, contrary to, you know, Tuesday exactly. slate. This does not feel like a slate where I'm looking to really – um spend down at multiple positions just because now we have Matthews and McDavid and Barkov like I think that defense is just going to have to be a spend down spot for me um so I do think there's some options though but before we get down there um just kind of scrolling the names I I am willing to sort of take a shot on Morgan Riley at 4700 you know he's, yeah wow like he's just so cheap for a guy who can easily get two assists on power play goals and block three shots. Um, well, actually I'm looking at, looking at a Wednesday night's game and he's got two blocks and two assists. So he's very well could be doing, you know, he very well must do that. Is more than Riley. Like, yeah, I know, no, like exactly. Him. He had the shot bonus or block bonus recently, but like, wow, yeah. like, that's impressive. Right, exactly. And that's just sort of what we're talking about, being price sensitive and not necessarily player sensitive. Like, that's a really good price. Um, but DJ helpfully pointed out before we even started, that just made me so excited for the slate. Ryan Pollock is 3,900 people. Yep. Um, I mean, there's just no reason for that. It, it really, like, yeah, he's not putting up points, but he's not been putting up points all year, and he's still been making decent value particularly when you take his price from 5k and make it 3,900. Um, the one piece that really elevated his value on Tuesday to keep out on Thursday is that Noah Dobson was actually sort of like, it wasn't a late scratch because it wasn't hurt or anything, but it was a late news that uh, Andy Green and Braden Coburn would be the third pair, basically removing um, Dobson from the lineup, which just solidifies Pollock's top power play job. Um, 
So, you know, you could argue that Letty's the top power play guy. They split the units, et cetera. Um, but a guy getting 20 plus minutes against the Rangers, pretty, you know, pretty good tempo, uh, puts up both shots and blocks sub 4K. Polak just feels like a slam dunk to me. Um, unfortunately, his price might be a couple two hundred, a couple hundred too cheap that he could actually be very, very popular. Um, but I, I don't think that'll be the case. But just keep an eye out on it. If he's like approaching 30% ownership or something in projections, like, you know, maybe you can back away. But for now, I think he's a great play. Yeah. Um, so just like I already mentioned, the Dallas two defensemen that I'm going to be probably uh, sprinkling in uh, with some Dallas. And then, yeah, like, I just don't see anyone in this like lower four, upper three that's even can like hold holds much to uh, Ryan Pulock that I'm like, yep. I, I don't want to tout it. I'm not going to play it. Exactly. Like, like I said, that like Philly stack with Sandheim, like there's a little bit of ability to it. Sandheim has actually had a ton of shots on goal. Like Sandheim, Pulock, if you're going to go cheap on defense and you get some of that, you know, the Philly and um, so like that, that, that is one guy that I'm kind of high on. I, I was playing him at like minimum salary and now he's playing second power, play. he's not super expensive. Like he's hit the shot on goal bonus, it, like in this month, you know, he's playing in a six yeah. and a half against New Jersey. Like th- th- you don't have to, you don't have to talk me into it too much. Like, I think that there could be a line of construction that fits with both of them for sure. Um, other than that, you know, getting super duper cheap, y- Yandel's the first guy that jumps off the board. He had that classic 20 minute six shot on goal game <laughs> and an assist. He has yeah, that upside, if, you know. Yep. If they get the power plays, Yandel will be out there. So yep. um, the other, the other, the other side of that game, the Chicago side is pretty interesting too, because uh, Adam Boakfist pouring out for him, but he broke his wrist on Tuesday, done for the year. Um, we're not entirely sure how that changes things, but in this price range, you know, 3,400, this Kellenick guy, um, he's, you know, he's probably just a guy. <laughs> um, but if without Bokefist, like we're probably seeing him step into the power play, uh, could be Duncan Keith. You know, we're not really sure they, it was those two though, the, the last time we were without Adam Bokefist, um, they could also do their silly like five poppers five forward unit that they tried so it's very much up in the air but whichever way it goes Duncan Keith and uh, Kellenick will probably see the minutes they'll be able to block some shots and they're priced so that like in this matchup where Florida really does push the pace I I think that um, they're both in really good spots so there's some other options like in this 4k range which I think I'll be living defensively yeah yep okay Okay. You move on in punt, um, punt, and then, punt. Let's punt yeah. some punts. If Dobson's back, you know, maybe, um, maybe, yep. maybe not. Could be. Then there was that new guy for Philadelphia that I mentioned that I know nothing about, but he I, played like 19 minutes and had three shots. So like, it just if you're playing. Even, it, yeah, I don't even remember. Score <laughs> Zamula. Zamula he played yeah, 19 yeah, minutes. Yeah. He had three shots on net. He seems to be a somewhat touted prospect. I, I don't know a ton about him. Um, yeah, he had 5.8 DraftKings points with three shots on goal and a block, minimum salary. So, like, if you just have to go with a minimum salary defenseman, I don't know if there's going to be many guys that play that many minutes. Um, he's a 21-year-old from Russia pulling up his hockey database right now. He played for Lehigh Valley this season, had five assists and no goals in 17 games. And only 16 shots in those 17 games. So, so 
We'll see. Doesn't look fantastic as a DFS prospect. Yeah, you know, so. um, the, the Nudivaras, the um, yeah, like Nudivaras right here. That's probably a guy who yeah, you could trust. Um, but certainly Zamula get, getting the minutes, it could be okay. Um, basically, you're yeah. just looking to throw in a name and hope they get the, the blocks bonus. <laughs> Um, and anything else, and, yeah. yeah, anything else is just absolute, uh, you know, pants off party type. Um, so you do anything weird because they were missing Schultz again. I think they're going to miss, they do anything. I mean, I guess I get power play. Cool. Yeah. No, Orlov. I mean, Orlov's going to be yeah. that guy and he's been priced yeah. out of consideration. So, yeah. Okay. That's, that's very true. I just didn't know if they did anything weird because yeah. I don't know. You never know. But all right, For let's sure. get to the uh, any uh, Just, uh, I guess, preliminary goalie talk. Well, one more guy, punt, Caleb okay. Jones for Edmonton. He's been playing some minutes. Um, he got 20 last game, hit the blocks bonus. Like Calgary Edmonton might be a, it might be a snoozer. So we'll see. Um, but he could be in play. And then Rasmus Sandin is like your Toronto onslaught piece. He saw some time with Matthews on the power play because Matthews didn't come off the ice on the power play. And that's sort of the thing that, you know, you take the second power play defenseman and if the first guys stay on the ice and the defenseman changes, there you go. Like there's your potential assist and, you know, that pays for itself. So just a couple other names to consider, but looking at goalies, DJ, what were you going to bless us with? I, I mean, I think I'm going to end up going cheaper at goalie because I think like, well, A, I think if you fade Boston, Ukopeka Lukanen is in play because you, honestly, you might not even need him to get the win to have a winning GPP lineup. Like yeah. he had what, 19.1 in the three to one loss against the Rangers. He had 20 in the 40 save win with four goals against, against yeah. Boston last time out. So if you just fade Boston and play like Ukopeka Lukanen, like even if he loses, like he should probably be at 20 points. That's enough. Yeah. Um, is going to be a net for Dallas. I think if you, you know, I think a, he's you know a bit more, uh, consistently better than, than most goalies this season. The key's actually been pretty good. Um, if you think that, you know, Tampa doesn't quite have it and Dallas in a pretty big matchup here that needs a win can get it done. You know, Ottinger gives up two goals and has 25, 30 saves. Like, I don't know if he, Tampa hasn't put the puck on that quite enough for me to think he'll hit the shot uh, save bonus, but you never know. Um, last time out, he had, uh, against Tampa, he had 24 saves. So yeah, no, I will, on, uh, I will, I will, uh, I'll second those. I think those are those, fine. Those are kind of one. Those are fine. Yeah, another spot. Um, you know what? Repeat after me. I will not play Brian Elliott. I will not play Brian Elliott. I will not play Brian Elliott. But he got priced down to seventy six hundred against this New Jersey team. Oh my God! I'm gonna end up playing Brian Elliott. Oh God. Um, but no, seriously, uh, Elliott's probably an okay play. Like seven point six for an odds on favorite. Pretty solid. Uh, but if I'm looking up expensive, you know, I, I like your cheap guys, but if I'm looking expensive, of course, the Boston guys make sense. The Sabres are putting up shots. Um, it's been frustrating to fade the goalies going against the Sabres and watch them succeed offensively and still give these goalies great games. Um, but Mike Smith actually sat on Wednesday, let Koskinen start against Winnipeg. He's set to go against Calgary. I think Mike Smith could have a big game here. You know, he's been lights out all season, but um like I, this is right before Edmonton getting up early kind of sitting back on the lead and Calgary just firing shots so I could see Mike Smith sort of being like the the high-end guy that I that I like um so let's uh, let's do top stacks guarantee goals get on out of here 
All right, so top stacks of the night for guaranteed goals as we do them, which sometimes I forget. Um, I think that the cheaper top stack that I'm going to end up having, I'll go cheaper first, um, is that Florida two, even though it feels point chasey, like sometimes it, it's still a good play. Um, Bennett, Huberto, um, and uh, Tippett. Okay. Um, I, I can dig that. Uh, let's see. Give me the Carolina first line. Aho, Svechnikov, you can call it Dougie, you can call it Tavo. I'll run it back. Um, I feel really good about that stack. They were only like 5-6% on Tuesday. Now, I, I bet that would go up given the matchup of Detroit, but it's not like people were rushing to play Svechnikov when he was super mispriced. So he's been priced up slightly. So maybe we see, you know, similarly in check ownership on what I think could be the best stack of the night. Yeah. And then, you know, I think, again, I, I, it's so easy to say, you know, McDavid or like any of those stacks and they're always in play. I, I'm going to go with something that's a little bit different. Um, I really think, you know, Islanders go out, they, they lay an egg, like they could bounce back here. You get Barzell, Eberly, and Pulock just unbelievably cheap as well. Um, all correlated on the power play five of five and everything. It's, I think there's, you know, the Rangers, they gave up how many shots to the Sabres? It seemed like a lot when watching it, but um, yeah, yeah I, I just. Shesterkin made 37. So, 37. Yeah, 37 shots. Yeah, sorry. 36 saves. So, like, yeah. I think that, you know, the Islanders could have, it, it could be the, the Barzell game at super cheap price. Like I'm kind of talking myself into it more and more. Um, and, you know, is that really the, the best play? You know, maybe I'll have it. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just go two man here. Like it's not completely necessary, but 4,800 for him. Bailey uh, rounded out that top line, played 19 minutes. Wasn't correlated on the power play, but, you know, he's like minimum salary, actually, 2,900. I think maybe yeah. he's going to miss it. He played 19 yeah, minutes. That's, that's real good. So, so there's just a lot of like, you know, if – Barzell goes two goals, two assists. Bailey gets a goal. Like you could really be setting yourself apart with a unbelievably cheap, low-owned stack against a Rangers team that gives up a lot of shots. And I don't think just gonna be a net again, although they need the win. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. For my last, uh, I'll try and keep it a little bit cheap here. Um, let's go with the St. Louis stack of Thomas Hoffman. And we'll say Tori Krug. Uh, Tori Krug's the power play guy with Mike Hoffman. Um, I don't think this is like a jam it in type stack because the minutes just aren't there simply uh, for Hoffman. But if we're talking upside, we're talking, you know, shots to take in MME. I do think that Hoffman's 4,600 price tag will keep some people away that would otherwise say like, yeah, man, it's Mike Hoffman. He's firing. Uh, he He just did a big game last night. Let's you know roll it back. Um, I, so I think that that's an area where I'll get like one share out of five and be over the field and feel pretty good about it. So let's do that uh, St. Louis depth piece with power play mini stack in there. Um, wow, very fun. Yeah, very fun. So uh, guaranteed goals, uh, DJ, uh, who'd you have last year? I had Reinhardt and... My God, I had Reinhardt and was it Tolvanen that I had or Bennett? I think you had. I think it was Tolvanen. Okay. Like um, 99%. Yeah, that I didn't had, go well, but it's I okay. I know I had Bjorkstrand. I'm very confident. I almost feel like it was Drew. Wasn't it Drew? Yeah, I think you might have had Drew. 
Oh, God, I can't remember. I know Drew scored it. Bjorkstrand just, oh, my God. I, like, guaranteed the first goal on the other podcast, and he buries the first shot of the night, and I was like, oh, my God. I am the coolest, smartest, handsomest, best podcast person ever. And then they call it back on, like, a fraction of a pubic hair offsides, and I'm just like, oh, that was very show. funny. That was very funny. I mean, it was, it, like, maybe I'm not – I thought the new rule was, like, if it's that close, like, they're not calling it offsides. Like, when – I know, like, it's, like, if the skate's in the air or whatever, but, like, the puck was on the blue line and the skate was on the blue line. Like, the skate went over before the puck went over, but, like – It was uh, – yeah, his – I thought like, it was pretty clearly offsides, but – like, I thought – I just thought they weren't calling that anymore. Like, well, that was like the new initiative. No, like, it has no, it has to be over the back half of the like the back end of the blue line. So the blue line is like whatever a, a foot wide. The skate has to be clearly over like the white part on the neutral zone. So like it's not just above the line; it's above like the other side of the line. In which case, that was like a thousand percent offsides in my book. Um, but like, I mean, I again, get it. yeah. You get it, right? I'm, I'm not arguing it wasn't offsides. I'm just saying, like, I didn't think it was wrong in that. Yes, it was, it was. It was very. It was very classic run bad to just like have you know you were literally like dick out like you know. I, yeah, I, I literally said party yeah, at my house. Pretty funny. Where all all my boys are going to be there, and they were going nuts, and then they cried. All right, so my no first guaranteed goal will be William Nylander. Okay. Okay. William Nylander. Back to four hundred. Yeah. Um, I. We'll go. This is tough. This is tough. Um, let's. You know what? No, it was a guy that was in my stack. Let's do Robertson. Robertson. Run hot. Okay. We do okay. that every podcast, but it's fun. I like doing it. All right. Uh, second guaranteed goal. Uh, spicy hot Sean Monahan, thirty-nine hundred. Uh, he's been dog shit. Mm-hmm. real bad um but you know he's back with Gaudreau he's back on the top power play um I reserved the right to change my mind by the way if we do see updated minds so just you know keep an eye out on that um but yeah I, I think that Monaghan's a good value and my second guaranteed goal okay I'll go with do I want to have a lot of fun with this or do I want to like no. pick someone good misery misery, misery only right, perfect I mean because Jack Hughes is 4900 so it's like that seems correct. Um, I almost feel like I took him last podcast. Was that who I took? Might have been. I think it makes more sense that I took because I had no. I remember I took Bjorkstrand and then I took someone like right in the middle of tier. But what was Jack Hughes last time? Forty nine hundred. Yeah, no, he's fifty. I I don't think I took Jack Hughes. I think about. I'm I'm gonna take Jack Hughes here. I'm just gonna do it. Okay. If I took him last time, then you're welcome. I take him twice in a row. I can't remember what was I two days ago. I mean, it's been basically like a decade in, uh, you know, uh, pandemic adjusted times. So, yeah, Um, let's uh, let's get out of here then. You know exactly where to find us on Twitter at Morning Skate Pod. You know where to find me at Fake Moods and DJ at DJ underscore Mitchell 94. You know that after you listen to this, you should run on over to the Mayo Media Network. You don't even have to listen to the whole thing if you don't want. Just go over to YouTube, start the video, watch the little ad for us and then wander away. Um, that's perfectly fine by us. We just love getting your support, getting your, you know, over there because that's something that definitely grows both uh, the Morning Skate podcast and also, you know, our, our own personal brand. So it's always nice to have you guys support us in that measure as well. Um, and then lastly, 
make sure you're getting in our discord. There's just so much good conversation happening every single day. Um, the sweating is great. We're, we're, we're sitting here talking like late swap tactics um, at right now at 10, 10 o'clock, whatever, before the last game start. Uh, it's really good stuff. I highly recommend if you're playing DFS seriously to just hop on in there because we've got some great people um, talking about really useful things. So DJ, anything else to add on that? Nope, that was perfect. All right, uh, what a note to end on. So for Doug, for DJ, for myself, have a good sleep, everybody. And we will see you.